0: headphone joe and you're listening to series from the press box and i'm here with my co-host as always
1: what's going on everybody brennan tassif coming at your ears bt how's it going it's going great man just loving life had finally had some uh, really good games in the nfl this week lots of questions to be answered I'm of ready questions to go. To be
0: answered, lots of questions to be asked. Well, folks, we're not, with no further ado, we're going to get right to it with the kickoff where we discuss some of the biggest topics in sports. Then we're going to get into the quick hits where we give you some of the uh, tertiary sports, as we like to say. Um, then our walk off where Brennan may cry. I may, you know, try to make you cry. Um, and then on to the press conference where we pedal our wares. But again, let's get to it.
2: Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go.
0: All right, Brennan. Yes. Now yeah, there, there, there there's there's a there's a place where the Bills reside. I think it's called hell. Because for years they can't beat Tom Brady and the Patriots.
1: I know. We're talking game of the week! <laughs>
0: Game of the week. So for years, they can't beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. Then Tom Brady leaves. And then for one year, they're like, this is our time.
1: Yeah. That's what everybody thought. We were all like, okay, there's a new powerhouse in the AFC East. It's the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. Then the next year. In in two weeks, they lose to the Patriots. And then they lose to Tom Brady. It's like, what the... I thought we were done with this. <laughs> Don't forget that loss to the Jags too. Um, oh, yeah. So we're talking Buffalo Bills at Tampa Bay, going against Tom Brady. Um, they looked bad in the well. Let me, so it was a two. It was a, it was two Teal different two games. Still two. Yeah, me. exactly. That's that's <laughs> what I was looking for. The first half. Uh, the the I almost said the Patriots. The Tampa Bay defense looked lot. like it was back to form. I mean, they're a little bit older, but the, and their secondary's been really banged up, but they've got a lot of all-pro players on that defense, and they looked back to form. Tom Brady looked great. Uh, Buffalo was trying to do that thing that we've talked about where if they have, they feel like they have to win the game, they're going to run a lot of Josh Allen, and they just weren't getting it going. And then in the second yeah. half, Josh Allen turned it on, baby. We saw Jaheim Allen out there. I got
0: to say, I'm very annoyed I mean, this is a running thing going back to last year with us, but I think it was like the first time since like the fucking fifties or something where they didn't have the ball off until the yep. second half, but well, yep. the second half or second quarter, uh, second quarter, second quarter. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Still terrible. Still terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, they, Josh Allen tripled Devin Singletary and carries. And Devin Singletary had half of the yards. Yeah, it's like, yeah, why don't that, well, they just true. run yeah. the
0: ball?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh Devin Singletary was averaging 13 yards a carry as long as it was 29 yards. Josh Allen, this is what sticks out to 52. me. How did, he, how did your running back leave the game with four carries? He, that's and then Josh Allen, the quarterback, has 12. And guess what? Josh Allen's banged up now. Yeah. And you know and what I thought? What I've been happens. thinking about you
0: the last two weeks, and I keep forgetting to bring it up. Um, specifically, last week because they didn't do it. Um, I remember you said earlier there you were like they're trying to save Josh Allen's running abilities for like these important games, and they didn't yeah. run them. Say against the Jags and a couple other games, and last week he didn't run at all against the Patriots. He didn't even he didn't really. And that was to, a game that
1: they had to win. So and
0: that was a game they had to win, and this game they broke it out but you 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 Josh Allen as good of a runner as he is you cannot build your run game around him he's not no, that type of quarterback
1: well not only that but even if he was that type of quarterback the risk of injury is too high and we're going to talk about that later with uh, your account one of your favorites but I'm it's too say, dangerous to run the quarterback it's just too dangerous
0: and if you're going to and if you're going to build your run game around him you still have to run the ball
1: yeah exactly so you can't you can't build a run game around him as if he's the primary because so we see it all the time you know Colin Kaepernick in uh San Francisco had uh Moser uh he did not have Moser he had Frank Gore get it great Frank Gore that's what I meant uh Lamar Jackson had I was like I wonder if he's gonna catch that uh <laughs> Lamar Jackson you know, I'm not gonna catch Frank Gore my guy University of Miami come on Lamar Jackson had uh I mean obviously Dobbins but then he got hurt before the season but like yeah, what I'm Dobbins, trying to say, he had Ingram, he has Cam Newton, had uh, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan yeah. Stewart, and then it was McCaffrey. Like, all these big running quarterbacks have their running their back running that mate. they go with. RG3 had Alfred Morris, like, everyone always has of their guy. Um, but in in Buffalo, they're like, oh, no no, 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 it's just Josh Allen, like, we don't trust any of the other running backs, which is yeah. bananas because I know watching the game, and I watched some of this game watching the game. It, it looks like they're right. But then when you read the box score at the end of the game, you're like, they still got yards. Like, I don't understand the disconnect between the, um, the eye test and then the stats at the end of the game. This is why analytics is taking, you know, a lot of people talk shit about analytics because it's like, I know what the numbers say, but I'm watching it and I don't trust it. And I think that's what mm. Buffalo is saying is they don't trust the running backs, even though they do get yards when they run the ball.
0: Every time... Every time they hand the ball, not every time they hand the ball off, but more times than not, we'll see a box score for Buffalo and whatever Singletary has. And who's the other running back before Zach Moss,
1: before he got Zach Moss. Yeah,
0: whatever. Whenever they got the ball, they produced, but they'd get the ball like eight and ten times. Not even sometimes. Between the some, two, of them. some of those
1: games it was like five and seven.
0: So it's like, okay, how are you gonna? How are you gonna say it's it's it was my issue with the Eagles early on, like the Cowboys game, where it's like, how can you say Miles Sanders hasn't produced when you only gave him the ball four times? How is he gonna have an opportunity yeah, and then to Miles break Sanders a goes out
1: And then they start running the ball like crazy, and it's like they start getting all these yards, and it's like, yeah, it's a scheme. Like if you run the like, you have to go through a running scheme. You can't. It's not based off of. The guy like you can't run the ball two times and be like, oh, we didn't get anything. Yeah. All right, that's it for the whole game. He didn't get a first down, so we're calling it. Like that's not how it works. Like my goodness, it's it's absurd. With the injury uh, and with all the with all the hype around Josh Allen last season, and then the bust potential the season before, do you think that the Bills are? Uh, do you think they bought into because they've put all their chips on the table? They, yeah. Josh Allen is their quarterback. Do you think they bought in too early, or do you think this is? Having this version of any version of Josh Allen is better than the unknown that we've seen come out of the draft. I mean, we've seen what happened to the rookies this year and Mac Jones, you know, scheme or not, is the only one that's producing at a high level.
0: Well, I don't think they bought in too early. I think they bought too high. Okay, Um, You want to wrap up your quarterback. As soon as you identify that you have a quarterback, you wrap him up. Um... And 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 I guess to that degree, they bought into early. They bought in at peak, Josh Allen basically saying this is his floor, more or less, yeah. or this is his ceiling yeah, and his moving floor forward, is not far off. Yeah, um, moving
1: forward, this is where he's gonna be. And yeah. if you're going off of last year, that's an anomaly. That sucks because he played out of his mind last year. And that's year.
0: basically it. Like he had he ended up just having like an insane season last year. And this season doesn't look it's not bad, it's not terrible, but it just doesn't look comparable to last season.
1: And let's not forget last year it didn't start off awesome. Like he looked like the Josh Allen of old last year yeah, it in took the first him a while couple of games. Yeah. So and we thought maybe he'd do the same thing this year and it just he hasn't produced like he did last year.
0: I was to say he's down 4 points as far as a uh, completion percentage. He's up, he's already passed his interception total and his interception percent uh percentage per game, so it's like and the team is not performing as well. So uh, yeah, I think they they hit their they hitched their wagon to this cart a little just a tad too soon. They had you got four years and then you could buy the fifth option, fifth year option. Yeah. They bought in after three. So before you yeah, see the man. play is fourth year. So that's a little a little unorthodox.
1: Little excessive. I wanted to ask you, though, um, after the it was a tale of two halves, like we said, Richard Sherman playing safety, coming in with an interception. Guess nobody saw that coming. I know I didn't. Uh, other than the say or the safety, other than the secondary uh, collapse, just because of injuries and everything like that on Tampa. <clears throat> after the first half, I honestly, this is why I put this in here. After the first half, I was like, all right, this defense is back. But do you think they can? I mean, obviously, there was a bit of a collapse in the second half. Buffalo got back into this game and went to overtime. Do you think Tampa Bay's defense can hold up? Because let's not forget, last year, they were one of statistically the least injured teams. teams. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it can hold up going into uh, the playoff push?
0: Um, So that's the funny thing about, real fast, I just saw this as well. The Josh Allen's QBR last year, 81%. This year, 57%. Um, that's the funny thing about injuries early in a season to a team like this. Um, if by them getting hurt early and the team still sustaining some wins, you get some of that secondary back now Yeah, at the right time. And you're, you're presuming they're fresh or fresh as they can be. Um, So they can sustain. Now, I still don't think this is a championship team, um, but I also didn't think that last year. And you know, Tom Brady could prove me wrong all he can uh, at any opportunity he wants. But I I think they can hold up as a defense. But if they're going to have second half collapses like this, I think other teams are going to be less forgiving.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have more room for error when it comes to Buffalo. And also, this is the... You bring up a good point with the injuries early in the season. That was my Saquon, Saquon Barkley take last year was, you know, he tore his ACL and it's like, good. Like, you don't want to play this year anyway. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get the shit kicked out of you. Take a year off. They'll get another high draft pick. And of course, it didn't, to amount, it didn't amount to what we thought it would. But it's the same thing in Tampa Bay. It's like you had a bunch of your secondary go down early and it's almost like, good, we'd rather them go down. Or if they're going to go down, you'd rather them go down early and come back for the playoffs, not all beat up. Because that's the other thing, too, is not everyone's no one in the NFL is 100 percent healthy by week 15. Like everyone's hurting. It's just whether you're injured or you're hurting is the difference. And if these guys were are, you know, legit injured and got to sit out, you know, six weeks, five weeks, three weeks, they're going to be a lot fresher than some of these games. Some of these teams that they're going to play in these playoff games. Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> this one, huh? This one, wild and wacky. I think a- you put this in here just uh, to spite me. So we are talking. Spite you? Only because how I feel about Cincinnati. How do you feel so about Cincinnati? We're talking about San Francisco 49ers against Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is my AFC Rams, if that makes any sense. Oh, like, okay. I'm like, all right, I believe in them. Well,. Not so much the Rams because they didn't mortgage their entire future to win now. But it's one of those teams where I want to believe so badly, just like the Rams. I want to believe that they're going to be good. I thought
0: they would be more like your Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it's funny no. bringing up those two teams and we're not going to talk about that hate game. hate
1: the Arizona Cardinals. Well, well uh-huh.
0: because they didn't draft who you wanted in Panay Suh and they went Jamar Chase.
1: I thought you've been like uh, annoyed oh, no. See- by them. No, so the the Cardinals thing is not it's not a knock on them taking Kyler. They needed to take Kyler. The Cardinals thing is a knock on the entire NFL and how they view perceived draft position over ta- like actual numbers. Like I was looking at a stat the other day, just sidebar, where Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence were compared side by side through the first however many games they've played. And Gardner's stats are like Head and shoulders above Trevor. And again, this goes back to the Kyler thing. That's why I don't like Arizona. But I'd like Cincinnati. I want to believe in Cincinnati.
0: How are you going to him in in you gonna fit him
1: in on a bye week? I won't. is <laughs> <laughs> back, baby. Scott? Uh, no, but I want Cincinnati to be a good team. And we went over this the last couple of weeks because they were so up and down. And I said at the beginning of the season, they're a young team. It's going to be a roller coaster. And San Francisco... They've been blaming it on injuries for the last two seasons. So, this season, they were blaming a lot of their losses on injury. And I was like, maybe Kyle Shanahan just isn't that good. And now, San Francisco, the last couple of weeks has been healthy. And I might have been wrong. San Francisco, <laughs> it might have been the injuries. Probably.
0: <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Maybe.
1: Well, we didn't get to so San Francisco wins 26-23 against Cincinnati. This game also goes into overtime. Cincinnati driving uh, fourth and goal. They end up kicking the field goal in overtime. Uh, you got to go for it. Got to go for it. Uh, um, yeah, you got to go for it. I mean, fourth and goal, and then, do
0: you, do you mean just put it all out there. If anything, but, uh, that team starts on the one, they're not getting anywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, Joe Burrow had a, a really good it's game though. Twenty five and thirty four, three forty eight, yeah. and two touchdowns. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was still. I'm going to say shaky. I still don't fully trust him. He always makes me nervous. He's always kind of grimacing. He doesn't look as confident as he did in the past. But and he only throws the one guy. Yeah, <laughs> George Kittle. That dude. Did you see that catch? At least the highlight. Yeah. George Kittle looked like Michael Jordan out there leaving his feet.
0: I was like, shout out to Brandon Ayuk on that stretch touchdown. That shit was nuts. Oh, yeah. That was bonkers.
1: Yeah. San Francisco plays a lot of smash mouth, which is a lot of fun because even their receivers, uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, yeah. are like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Debo
0: Samuel is probably the best. Mm, no. He's one of the most versatile. Players, he's what a lot of people thought Tavon Austin may have been, where yeah, he could go I, into the backfield. He can be a good number one receiver, um, but he's
1: bigger and meaner. Yeah, he's
0: just yeah, he's just a much bigger fucking prospect than Tavon Austin. By the way, Tavon Austin's still in the league somewhere. I remember hearing his name a couple weeks back. Is he on the Jags? Yeah, yes. No, I, say, I Remember seven. his name a couple weeks. Number back. seven like, in your
1: program. I see. I thought you were setting me up there. I was like, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking no. the bait.
0: I, I just was watching the red zone. And it was like a couple weeks ago. I bet to bring it up. And I was yeah, like, hey, Austin, still in the league.
1: Wow. Yeah. He got signed by the Jags. And then like that week, he had a touchdown. But um, wow. I wanted to ask you, do you think since he is a good team now with all the ups and downs they've had, they've seemed to be more consistent the last couple of weeks. Or do you think it's one of those young teams poised for the future kind of things?
0: Um. So this is something we've been going back and forth on all year because they came out to get tied. Um, yeah, Gangbusters when they came they've out. They've cooled down a bit. Um, now, in terms of that question, I'm going to position it as if basically if they're going to make the playoffs or not. And looking at the rest of their season, I do not think so. Um, but I think this is going to be a great team going forward. Uh, I think now this is bit of a bit of a devil's kiss right here, and we're gonna and we got another team that you're comparing to this. I don't know why, but um, I think this is Miami of last year. They're going to be about 10 and seven. They're going to just miss the playoffs. Um, well, actually, I don't know why well, I bring that up
1: because the records
0: are so weird. Now they could still get in the playoffs that way, but I think they're going to be like on the outside looking in and we're going to have a lot of promise for them going forward.
1: See, the reason I bring that up is because of what happened to Miami this season. That's why I brought it up for, the oh, next one, because be I think good. Cincinnati going forward is not going to be like what happened to Miami last year into this year. I think Cincinnati is going to be what I we think, thought was going to yeah, happen to yeah. Miami
0: last year. going. Yeah, into exactly. This
1: exactly. So yeah. I think what we thought Miami was going into this season is how we're going to play it with Cincinnati going into next season. Yeah. I do think they missed the playoffs. I think they barely missed the playoffs. And I'd rather... You barely miss the playoffs and then you're hyped up for next year, like I can't fucking believe we barely missed the playoffs versus sneaking in and then you're gonna play on that like, well, we made the playoffs. It's like, yeah, nah, did you? Did they you? Get your head Lamar bashing. got hurt, Baker's been playing like as a half person, like, mm-hmm. did you?
0: So, yeah. Um, but they got a gauntlet the next couple games. Um, for them to get in. They gotta play Denver, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City, and the Browns. so. That Browns game could be a decider of who gets yeah. in, basically. Week eighteen. Um, yeah. Jeez. It's so late to the year to have an NFL regular season game, January 9th. That is that is insane. Um, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Brennan. Yes. Why are there scissors on the field? <laughs> Taylor Heineke was walking off the field and picked up a pair of scissors as he was hurt. It was That's the most weird. bizarre thing ever. Like I saw him bend over and pick something up. I was like, "The fuck is that?" And then later I discovered they're scissors. I'm like, what, what,
2: "How yeah, well, is there just scissors the, uh, on the field?"
0: So sometime- like it was inside the the the, the out it was inside the boundary. Sorry,
1: Maya is freaking out. My big fat daughter is freaking out. Uh yeah so sometimes what'll happen is uh they get taped up and then the uh Trainer will like give them scissors, to, like cut the tape. It's one of those things, like cut me, cut me, Mick, like uh, Rocky but style. On
0: the sideline, okay. It was in the pl- field of well, play. Well, that's what I'm saying
1: is maybe, maybe a player was like cutting the tape off his wrist or something as he was running in, and then just threw him onto the field. Somebody
0: has to get that. What if we're gonna? It's gonna be a sad day if fucking uh, Amari Cooper is running a nine or out right on the on the boundary and. Twists his ankles because he steps on a pair of
1: fucking scissors. Or full circle. Tyrod Taylor's out there Ooh. playing. Someone tackles him. He lands on scissors and punches and he gets his other lung. stabbed
0: in the lung. I'm like,
1: Jesus sake. Yeah, that was weird. This whole game was a little off. So we're talking Dallas, Washington. Dallas comes in looking like a juggernaut. Uh, their <laughs> offense was inept. Uh, Washington so inept. came back um, and looked like they could win this game. Heineke did okay. Uh, and then got hurt, and then got out, yeah. and then Kyle Allen came in and
0: could have won the game. There was a pla- There was a pass. So this game was so ridiculous. He uh, almost pulled a Cooper Rush on the Cowboys. So so the Cowboys are winning the game. Then the football team makes a comeback in the second half. Basically, scores three touchdowns in the second half. Now, the third one was with four about four minutes left, just over four minutes left. The Cowboys are can just run the clock out. All they need is a first down. They do a bootleg play action. Dak rolls out, gets – I can't remember the DB – I mean the DN that kind of jumps in his face and obscures his field of view. And he sidearms the throw – and then Cole Holcomb, a linebacker, just swoops in, takes that, yeah, takes that to the plan. house. I was like, unbelievable. I was like, ho, ho, we got a ball game. And then they proceed to miss the field goal. And I'm like, you can Now we have be. a game. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. Nothing would make me happier if the Cowboys lose. But now you miss the field goal. Like, you guys are, you guys are doing it. So the Cowboys have the ball. The Cowboys relinquish the ball. Kyle Allen has the ball with a little bit of time left. There was a pass he threw. It was probably the best pass he's ever thrown to something Carter. What's this guy's name? Uh, I don't pay attention to this team. DeAndre Carter drops a ball in his bread basket. Now, I think um, Terry McLaurin had got hurt, and he's out at this point because he would have caught this ball. It was dropped in homeboy's bread basket, and he could not. He had it on his fingertips, couldn't haul it in, and that was pretty much game because right after that, strip sack not even the strip sacks fumble and yeah. game over
1: yeah this was um this was weird to me because washington going into the year i predicted to win the nfc east i Which thought was dak, the thing ever i thought dak wasn't going to recover from his injury i could be right about that because he's been playing poorly he is to blame for the inept offense uh I thought that would get a rise out of you. Uh, but uh Washington had all this stuff like they had a great defense. We thought, you know, Fitzpatrick was going to be able to steady the ship a little. Then he goes out, they lose their top 3 de- defensive ends. Um and uh he had 10 wins for Miami last year. Uh and uh he did not. Tua had a lot of those wins. It just started to fall apart for Washington. My whole thing was though Washington had a little bit of hype coming into this season. Uh, they've won games, close games, 15, 17, the last two wins that they've had. So that's why I said, do you think my uh, Washington is the Miami where they're going to win close games? They might finish with, you know, nine wins, 10 wins. And then going into next year, is it going to be like, all right, here we go. Heineke's learned the offense, like let's rock and roll. Or is it going to be uh, just flash in the pan? They had a winning season, but it's not going to last. Um. Well, that
0: would, that would be, be on the premise that I think they're going to have a winning season. Um, you don't think they're going to pull it out? They didn't have a winning season last year. I don't think they're going to have a winning season this year. I don't think they're a good team. They have a good they have a, they have a good to good to really good defense. I won't say great as of yet. They have a good to really good defense. They got some skill talent on offense, but they don't have the quarterback that's going to you know, the final piece of this puzzle to put it all together. I don't think old dominions undrafted was selling insurance about a week and a half ago. Taylor Heineke is really going to be the thing that brings it all together.
1: You don't Um, think it's going to be a Kurt Warner story? Shout out, Kurt Warner, the true underdog American underdog movie coming out out, Christmas Day. I don't, I don't think. I do
0: not think. No, I think there's one Kurt Warner, and that's about it. I think, I think the Green Lizard is will be a folk hero for that region, but I do not think he's going to galvanize this team and take it to new heights. Because if they have an opportunity to upgrade a quarterback next year, they will. They're going to take it. Yeah. It's gonna not going to Now, if they do that, yes. With Taylor Heineke? No, I don't think that's it.
1: I don't think there'll be a hesitation for them to get an upgrade if they can.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> One more there, there we go.
1: All righty. So,
0: after a we long, back. lengthy technical difficulties. uh, So... The Browns eat that a win over the Ravens. Two-point game. Um, Two-point game over Lamar Huntley. Should, is that how it should <laughs> position it? Lamar Huntley? Um, Lamar Jackson goes down early. And where the heck is this game? Uh, I'm I'm bugging on it. Right uh, there it is. I'm like, man, am I tripping? And uh, what's my guy's name? Tyler Huntley. Tyler yeah. Huntley? Why do I know? No, Tyler that doesn't Huntley? sound
1: right. It's
0: Tyler Huntley.
1: Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar goes down with an ankle injury, which I've been saying all year.
0: Mm, come on. All right. All right. You, you said he was going to go down with some catastrophic injury.
1: From now, some I, I honestly think out of, all these run, out of all these running quarterbacks, Lamar is the most poised to maintain his health. I've never, I joke with you about Lamar, but I, I've never been a believer in that. Like, I don't think, I've never thought that Lamar couldn't run this offense is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. And I don't think like, this is an injury that will keep him down for too long. Um, was, no bit of a freak injury it kind of looked like the person who was taking him down kind of you know did a corkscrew Twisted, situation yep. i mean i'm not gonna throw it out there but you know it looked what it looked like i'm gonna um, throw it out there but i'm gonna throw it out there you know, i'm gonna throw it out there uh it looked what it looked like um and, you know i mean this is the team of a guy who ripped off a man's helmet and swung it at him. So, you know, you, you never know. Um, but yeah, never Baker, do know Baker didn't look with those brownies. too much better. Um, they pretty much got up early, tried to hold on for dear life as uh, the Ravens tried to kind of kind of kick their way back into the game. Um, got a touchdown late to try to get things a little close. Well, two touchdowns late to try to get things a little closer. But um, yeah, I think Lamar will be back. I think they lose to Green Bay next week. But after that, I think they're pretty much
1: good to go. You think you the, hey, do you sit Lamar next week because it's such a formidable opponent? Or if he wants um, to play, you let him play.
0: He wants to play, you let him play.
1: Yep. Okay. Good. One more round. As long as we're all on the same page. All right, this is me. I'm talking Jacksonville, Tennessee. Make it uh, quick. Not much, just not yeah, not much to say, just because of the uh, 20 to zero blowout. Actually, played them a lot tougher than I thought we would. Anyway, I don't want to talk about the game at all. I don't want to talk about that. Ah, uh, is Urban already out? So I think Urban Meyer is going to stay. I don't think the Cons are going to get rid of him in season. Um, I don't have that on. I know. I know a member of the con family personally, but I don't have that on any information. I haven't asked him or anything like that. I just I just know the kind of character that they have and they don't seem like people that would get rid of a coach in season because he's not performing well. Uh I don't think Urban wants to be there. I think this was way too fucking hard for him. I said this at the beginning of the year, Joseph. I said He's not going to be a good coach. This is going to go down in flames. And then I let you and everyone else talk me, not you, the royal you. Uh, I I let everyone talk me into this whole, like, maybe he could be good. You never know. He did win a lot of national championships. He might be good. And I fucking let people, I believed it. I fucking turned around and I was like, no, I'm all, (laughs) I did a walk off about it. Like I'm changing my outlook. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be Mr. Positive Pete moving forward. Here we go. Urban Meyer. And I was fucking right.
0: Yeah. From the Um, beginning. So do you think they'll let him go after the season? Basically, he's a one and done situation. Yes. So man, that has to be frustrating as a Jags fan because you can't
1: waste Trevor Lawrence was say, and Urban Meyer's not the coach the early
0: for year. You just wasted an early year. He yeah. has to learn a whole new system next year. It's like, why did we do this? Why
1: has there ever been a, f- <clears throat> it's a I- risk. It's just like going forward on fourth down. If urban hits and he becomes the next Jimmy Johnson, you look like a genius. If he doesn't, and he looks like every other coach that never coached in the NFL and came straight, from college but into the NFL. See, you look see, like an idiot. A
0: lot of people tried to make the Jimmy comparison, but Jimmy came over at the
1: height of Jimmy. Yeah. Urban came Urban's well past the height of Urban. No, I what I I'm, I'm not saying, I, what I'm saying is I'm that not, I'm not I'm not putting this on you. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like people were making that compared, people, yeah, people I people compare people people always try to compare any
0: coach, any college coach when they come over to Jimmy. And it's like, okay, Jimmy came at the height of the being Jimmy. Jimmy came in the middle of the Miami run. And not only no that, one, but Jimmy's no the one, only one who's done it. I was about to say, no one compared them to a Nick Saban who tried to come yeah. over at his height and flamed out immediately and just went right back to college.
1: There are so many coaches. And when I, what we're talking about, for those of you listening, and I'll finish it up on this, We're not talking about coaches that have coached all around, NFL, college, D1, D3, and then all of a sudden they become a head coach or a coordinator in the NFL and they do well. That's not what we're talking about. Pete Carroll had Jets experience in the NFL with the Jets before he went to USC. What we are talking about is coaches that have only coached in college. Then they come over to the NFL. Those coaches, other than Jimmy Johnson, the one coach who did it, those coaches normally 99.9% of the time cannot perform well. And yeah. we see it here with urban and I fucking bought into it against my better judgment, just trying to be positive. And it's been a disaster. They need to get him out of there. They need to get an established offensive coordinator in there. When you have your star quarterback, your first round number one pick overall saying, I need James Robinson in this game. No. Like what the fuck are you doing? That's and Trevor Lawrence isn't a talker. Mm. Like that's bad. One more round.
0: All right, Kansas City versus uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders. So a lot of hubbub about the Raiders uh, meeting at center field. I think that's Dancing the on that dumbest logo. thing ever. Um, because basically that says, "My okay, this is not what I wanted to talk about, but I just thought about it because I think it was like a year ago where uh, Kyrie stepped on the leprechaun, and everybody was up in a tizzy in Boston. Um, how do you feel about well, That's because the, the, Kyrie's about black. The, that's a good point. How do you feel about this stomping on of the the thing at center court and whatnot? Because I have something to say.
1: Okay, I think I honestly think we're going to disagree on this. I take it as an extreme sign of disrespect. It's like spitting in someone's face. <laughs>
0: Okay. I so, knew we disagree so, on this. So am I spitting on your face only? I, I just w- I just need clarification because, you know, in the middle of the game, I, I'm gonna be running all over that shit. No, but so it's so is it it's, just it's a sign not, of disrespect if I'm standing there solitarily? The,
1: it's not the gesture, it's the intent. Just like we talk about with stand up. It's not what you said, it's how you said it. Uh it's it's hard to express this to I, I'm this is not a dig at you, but like because you didn't play a lot of organized you of bitch. <laughs> no. But I'm. Just, I, it's I hard to, to explain. It's really hard to explain because it's like this logo. It seems so dumb and petty, but this is something like we 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 bleed for, we sweat for, we like get hurt for. Like it's it, when it boils down to it, it is the logo. It's the school. It's the team. So for so someone like obviously the center field, <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> you when you run it all over, it it's obviously during the game. <laughs> When you, when you run all over during the game, that's one thing. Cause obviously you're playing, like you're not going to avoid it, but to like purposely like step on it. I don't know if you ever saw that movie goon with uh, Sean William Scott. No. It's a really good, uh, it's a really good movie about a uh, hockey, hockey, like a hockey enforcer. But anyway, in the movie, at the beginning of the movie, they all walk over the logo in the locker room because they have no respect for their team. And like one guy spits on it. And then towards the end of the movie, they purposely go out of their way to avoid it. And it's showing like the maturity and the growing as a team. So that's that's the best way I can like tell people who haven't like not you, but the listeners who haven't played sports. That's what it's like. It's like that represents who you are. So for someone to for another team to just go and stand on it, they're basically saying like, fuck your couch. Like this is our house now.
0: My thing is, if you're if you if you respect it so much, why would you put it? in the most optimal place where it's going to be stand on. But
1: that's one of those things where it's like, it's just put the NFL a rep- logo there. Like some teams have it, but that's what I'm saying is like running around on it. That's, that's where I think the disconnect is running around on it is not what they're upset about. Obviously during the game, it's you purposely, it's you going out of your way to say, fuck your house. That's what it is.
0: It's a dumb thing, man. It's a dumb. I, thing. I
1: mean, I think it's incredibly stupid, but If someone ever spit on my FAU, (laughs) I I understand.
0: But the thing, then to that point, people are spitting all through the game.
1: That's not, I'm talking about intent. I'm just saying, man. I'm talking about intent versus uh, action.
0: Whatever, uh, Kansas City had a little extra pep in their step because of intent, apparently. Um, like, apparently a they didn't intend to just step. win the game, uh, I guess. Um, so yeah, they came out like gangbusters and hung 48 on, uh, the Las Vegas. Gus head. Bradley
1: refuses to run anything but cover three.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> he, he he tried this. He did back it again. In, he just did, this like did it a couple weeks ago. When they went and played it after everybody was saying cover two high, and he was like, "Nope, I'm gonna do my thing, and only my thing." Um, but yeah, so Kansas City defense has seen a, a large improvement. Um, over the last couple of weeks, pretty much since getting Melvin Ingram, that way they kicked Chris Jones back inside. And um, Sorensen has been playing a little lower, more at like a linebacker position. They've put more DBs on the field and they put Will Thornhill back up top, um, taking over that safety position and moving Sorensen down. So he's not in single coverage with, you know, the fastest receivers maybe or the biggest tight end on the, in the world. Um, so, yeah, they've seen a lot of success from that. And because of that, their offense has seen shorter fields. And gotten the ball quicker to get things going. And I think that's why they are looking much better. So um, shout out to Tony Spagnola. Is it Spagnola? Is it Spags? Coach Spags, yeah. Or is it Because I think one of the, whoever
1: I was saying. Coach Spirano has passed away.
0: Okay, okay. okay. I was like, I know one of them passed away. So Sperano passed yeah, away. Spags Spagnuolo. is still. Okay. So shout out to Coach Spags um, for getting his defense right at the right time.
1: One more road. Um. You taking this or am I taking it? Taking You're this? taking this. All right. So I didn't do my walk-off on you know, this. I don't like uh I know. I was gonna cry in the walk-off, so I did my walk-off on something normal. Uh we're talking uh, Detroit, Denver. Uh Denver obviously lost the Marius Thomas, um who was their star wide receiver, first round pick, five all pros. Uh 11 seasons, nine of which with Denver retired Denver Bronco. Yeah, so um, they honored him. He passed away suddenly at 33 uh, from a seizure is what the speculation is, a seizure in the shower from a, a pre-existing health injury. Hey, Joe, do you know how old I am? Uh I'm a 33. Hey, 33. Joe, do you know why I have to go see the neurologist every six months? Because I have seizures. So this hit. Yeah, seizures. Uh, I really, did not know that. Yeah, this hit really close to home. Um, obviously, Demarius played at a much higher level than I ever did. But brain damage is brain damage. Um, and again, I don't want to speculate on to what the cause was. That was just what everyone um, that was the alleged cause of uh, death right now they'll know more once they get all the information back but it was awesome to see they did the 10 men in the huddle it was awesome to see the outpouring of love and affection for Demarius as a player but and also uh, as a person it's just it's just really shitty when this kind of stuff happens and it happens all too often in football so that's all I want to say about that.
0: Um, I gotta say nothing gets me more than the 10 man situation like or like four man on the court if it's basketball when they drop and when they take a, a penalty intentionally it's just like that that gets me every time cuz it's like hey we are not we are without yeah. one of our guys right now and it, it's just like a clear representation you can see it right in front of your face um so yeah like when i mean not to compare but when the nba when everybody decided to take 24 seconds when kobe passed everybody just took the shot clock it was kind of like damn that's just seeing everybody stand still because everybody understands the gravity of the situation it's like man that's pretty awesome so yeah
1: r.i.p yeah it's it's one of those things where it's an awesome sight to see but at the same time you hate to see it yep you hate to see it all
0: right on to the next one Hey, Brennan,
1: yeah, we're talking NBA.
0: Have you ever ate yourself out of a situation? <laughs> mm.
1: We're talking NBA, and if you don't know, we're talking Zion Williamson. All right, so, um, no, I, I've ate myself out of breath before, but never um, out of a situation. Shout out Tom Segura, that's his joke.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, and I don't want to do that to Zion, that's a little mean, but Zion had foot surgery like right before the season started, apparently. And uh, it was under wraps for quite some time. Um, And now he just suffered a setback.
1: So do you think we're going to see him at all this year? Are you talking about his gaining 80 pounds A setback? That setback? I wasn't going to. I mean... Dude, they have just, you seen him? He looks like one of those. I wasn't going to do this. Of, I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not body shame. Anybody. Yeah, um, I, but you are know. a professional athlete. You're paid to stay in shape. So I that will body true. shame you a little. That is true. Uh, normal people be normal, but you are a professional athlete. No, we don't see him this year. Uh, and it sucks because he was incredibly an incredibly explosive player last year. Uh, he looked good for the stretches that he was healthy. He's going to get out of New Orleans. New Orleans in a quagmire on fucking wrapped in an enigma. There's nothing. They get these number one picks and they get these
0: three for him. So,
1: yeah, they get these great players and then they don't want to be there, but the Pelicans can't keep them. So they just It's like it's it's a disaster. It's this whole situation is a disaster. Zion pulling a Charles Barkley. I heard a story. Charles told a story one time (laughs) where he didn't want to get drafted. Um, so they were like, Hey, we're gonna draft you at like two eighty, but we're not gonna draft you if you're over three hundred. so he went to Denny's with his agent like for breakfast, lunch and dinner and had like two or three meals the week before the draft and jumped all the way up to like three oh two and they still the sixers still took him uh but yeah, it's a very much situation like that, so i we don't see him this year. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but we do not see him
0: um, I agree, I don't think uh, it's hard to say that we're not gonna see him for the entirety of the season, but um, I know suffering the setback at this point at this time and what are you going to bring him late like they're already a bad team um, I really it really sucks for Willie Green who just got that job and I mean yeah uh, who's it? David Griffin has now gone through two coaches in like two seasons um, got rid of Gentry after a relatively okay season and then just got rid of Stan Van after one season. Um, And now he's on his third coach. Eventually people are going to ask, is it David Griffin? Is it him that can't compile the team? Also very curious that no one has put any, the the charmed life it is to be Brandon Ingram where he gets (laughs) none of his back. He was like a number two overall pick. And I know he's on such a bad
1: team. And it's like, Zion takes all the heat. Yeah, it's like Zion takes all the heat because, well, and for good reason. I mean, Brendan Ingram is trying. And he's He's out there playing. Yeah, true. And I I agree with you. Brendan Ingram's got his own faults, but at the same time, like, who are you going to get more upset with? And it's it's one of those things where it's it's not I'm going to get some upset at Zion and some upset at Brandon. It's like it's all or nothing with these NBA fans, which we're going to talk about in the next piece, but well, it,
0: it's just it's just I have to look up the numbers on Brandon before because it's just like you can you can you're, so you are were you were thought of as being like a guy who could take a team somewhere and oh, you're just a guy it looks like. You're just a guy who yeah, can collect Yeah. Turns out you're just a guy. You're a guy who can collect some stats on a bad team cuz like uh, Dan Levitard always says, they're in the NBA. Every team's going to get to about 100. So somebody's got to get the points. So Brandon Ingram is just yep. a guy that's going to get the points. He's just not going to help a team win.
1: I just pulled a total after disaster move and started eating. Yeah, you, Sorry. Just,
0: you, no. just, you just leaned back and just threw some I, cheese, I wasn't cheese hits
1: in your mouth. I was like, what? I wasn't is, thinking. What just happened there?
0: Do you have Brandon Ingram's stats? Uh, I'm trying to find it. I forgot what team this is because they're so bad. Uh, what? What? Where are they?
1: Oh, the Pelicans. Area. the New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Yeah, I got so confused.
1: Twenty-two points a game. Twenty-two a game.
0: Six as boards, the number one. 05.
1: The second overall pick. Number one on the team. You're scoring twenty-two. All right. One
0: option. Uh, I'm trying to. This is to this is ridiculous. Season.
1: Let's go. Let's go to. I want to talk about this next thing because I think we're going to disagree on this. Yeah. Get, get into it. There's no sound so. Much. Kevin Durant was fined $25,000 uh for going by uh, I believe the players association someone You've never had more uh, than
0: 23 points again.
1: That's ridiculous. Uh was fined for using obscene language towards fans. So this is the thing. Fans come into the stadium, they think cuz they buy a ticket they can say whatever they want to the players. Um, the players just kind of have to sit there and take it. That's the price of being a million dollars a year paid athlete. Now, Joe said in the rundown, Joe asked if the the players should be fine for interacting with the crowd. So this is this is interesting to me. I I, th- I know you're going to disagree. Uh, I think the players uh, should not. <laughs> Ah, I think the fans acting the way they act um, is a part of the game. With that said, I don't think there should be any tolerance for anything uh, racial, anything socioeconomic class, anything like that. But if you want to say like, hey, stop crying or stop being a baby or, you know, that the foul's the foul. I think that's what you get as a player. I think that comes with it. And you've been dealing with it your whole life, or at least you should have been dealing with it your whole life. So I think you just play the game. You you speak to the crowd with your with your play. Now again, in Russell but Westbrook's <laughs> case a couple years ago, obviously those fans need to be ejected and banned from the stadium. But I think the guy saying oh, what was it? Stop crying. And then Kevin Durant like turned around and like lost his mind at him. Did like, not I think lose that's, his mind. He said, Shut the fuck up. That's that's too much. That's too Th- far. That's too far. So you can say whatever you want no I, oh, I very clearly oh, said oh, not oh, whatever oh, you want all right
0: settle down settle down settle your i know what you're trying down. to do you're trying to put me in this So box. you can say you can say whatever you box. want <laughs> you can say whatever you want barring uh anything uh disparaging of your character and i can't say anything no that's not how the world works brendan if me yeah you, that's why you get paid 40 you don't get million paid to shut up You get paid to play basketball you don't pay for that seat to talk that seat is for you to sit there and watch not be a part of the action and say things to me so if you're as a comedian i completely agree with you're gonna take the liberty to start speaking with that seat then i'm gonna take the liberty to talk back at you that's ridiculous
1: okay that's an interesting i think it just i think it's based on so, I'll put it in this these terms. So, as a comedian, if, you want me if to, someone heckles me, if you want me to me, play and shut up, then you sit down and shut up. Yeah. Nobody so, to your point, as a, as a comedian, if I'm on a show and someone starts heckling me, I do my utmost to ignore them because I'm not good with hecklers. I always threaten to fight them, and then but I'm a big guy. boy,
0: and then, uh, is it Will? Will the best fucking shutter yeah, we'll down yeah. in the yeah, fucking land.
1: Is. So that's the thing is like, I I personally don't go after people in the crowd. I would never go out. of. So I'm of the mind. So that's why I am of the mindset of, you know what? I'm just going to keep draining these jokes and people are going to laugh and I'm going to get you to shut the fuck up. And that's, that's, that's how I feel about athletes. It's like, I played in the swamp in fucking Gainesville and I had people spitting on me, fans spitting on me. And it's like one of those things because they are so close; they're almost as close as you are on a basketball game. <laughs> but that it's elevated. one of those things. Yeah, they're elevated, but it's one of those things where it's like I guess we just have to deal with it. Like we're getting housed in this game, so it's like whatever. I guess we're just dealing with it.
0: But, but that's so the just, thing, Brennan. You you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> you See, shouldn't I have no to deal with that. that. no <laughs> one ever told me that. No one ever told me that. That's not how people should be treated. So I don't think that's somebody, how people should behave either. If, if you're if you're walking down the street and somebody tells you to shut the fuck up, you're just not going to respond? Gonna well, be like, I live in New York down, City, you know? so that happens just, all the time. Just yeah, keep so, doing what yeah. I do.
1: You know? Just keep playing my game. Like, no. In, in New mm. York, you kind of have to do that because there's always a crazy person yelling, fuck you. I mean,
0: damn, yeah, probably.
1: But I mean,
0: I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's insane, and and anything, if anything, that should be a reward of sitting in the. You get to interact you with get Kevin, to Durant. Interact. Like, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Why is he getting yeah. fine now? Like one of
1: the best it's moments. It's like when of Bill last- Burr called me a fucking creep. I was like, hell <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah, you want
0: Bill Burr to do that? Um, <laughs> nice way to drop that in. I'm surprised you didn't drop it in 13 weeks ago when it happened. Um. It's like when uh, the purple shirt guy, if you if you aren't aware of this, go look it up. The purple shirt guy and Dwayne Wade, this was a Charlotte <laughs> Hornet fan who was getting into it with D Wade and Wade was giving it back to him and busting the Hornets ass as well. So it was a little double dosage, but that's Spike Lee exists at Nick games to go back and forth with the players. Like, can, can, we, we, have can we say why, why this fine?
1: Like, this is insane. Can you? I mean, in all honesty, they're trying to set a precedent because they want to avoid any sort There's of going no remembrance. Happen. That's what they want to avoid, not, though. It's so not going to happen. That's why they're setting these fines up. That's why they're doing this kind no, of stuff. That's, that's, insane. I think the timing, that's insane. I think the timing is incredibly curious is how stuff like this has happened and nothing's happened to the players. And then when... Um, Ron Artest's uh, Metal World Pieces documentary comes out about the mouse in the palace a couple of weeks ago. Now, all of a sudden, they're finding players for interacting with the crowd. I think that's interesting.
0: Anyways, Brennan, one of our favorite subjects to talk about is, is up in the news again. Always, God. That is, uh, we're not even going to talk about the other guy because apparently he's open to trades now as well. But Ben Simmons is ready to hit the open market as he has been for quite some time. Brennan, so where do you think he
1: will end up? Uh so we have talked about this uh ad nauseum it seems like um I honestly I'm out of I'm out of options I think I think uh so that's the thing so I I was thinking maybe Kyrie because uh, he can't play in New York because he he he's the vaccination thing, and that's not a knock on him. Do what you want to do, but I think that uh, Kyrie would make a lot more sense in uh, as a distributor in Philadelphia, and Ben Simmons can come up here play lockdown defense. I I that's that's what I got for you. That are well, the Trailblazers. Fun
0: fun fact: uh, we don't know if Ben Simmons
1: is vaccinated. I know. I was thinking about that as I was
0: saying. <laughs> I was like, cause I think when he went to, when he reported something um, was
1: sticking out in my head, I was like, wait, I don't even think he's actually, I,
0: like, I don't think that he was vaccinated, but, um, I don't think he is, vaccinated. but, uh, uh, there's a couple teams floating that would be interesting. Um, one of which being like the Pacers, uh, Cleveland has been in touch. Who do you
1: have the Pacers giving them for Ben Simmons? <laughs>
0: I don't fucking know. Nope.
1: <laughs> but at this point,
0: if it's not, I don't think a Kyrie trade would go down just because they don't want, they wouldn't want a East Coast rival, quote unquote. But that's
1: the thing is, Daryl's not going to get, Daryl Morey's got a, too big of an ego to get rid of him for nothing. So that's what I'm saying is, I think that's
0: all the, he may get back because Portland's saying. Then he'll sit him. Portland I guarantee it. He'll, he'll sit they're him. not giving up Dame. So, yeah, they'd have they're to giving settle up for CJ they're CJ up CJ just uh, had a collapsed lung, I think. So I don't think that's
1: going to go there. Bet uh, money, Dame is out of Portland by the All-Star break. Wow. Wow. I, don't even, I
0: have nothing Mark more it. to say. I have nothing more to say. You know what? Let's move on. Market. On to the NHL, folks. Brennan.
1: Bum, 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 bum. Don't oh, pay attention sounder. to your
0: squad. That is definitely the wrong song. I don't pay attention to your squad, so let me know what the Lightning have been up to in the past week.
1: Uh, so other than the loss to the Senators um, the other night, we have been on a winning streak. We've won five out of the right last is six. Right the Would you say that other than a loss, we've been on a winning streak. <laughs> other than that one loss, we went on a pretty nice run there. Uh, we got house trounced, though, by the Senators. That was Ooh. fucking... We lost 4 nothing. Uh Steven Stamkos still leading in goals. Of course, my man, Victor Hedman, leading in assists. Uh, point is, should be coming back here soon if he's not already. He was out with that lower body injury. So, other than that, we're we're trying to make a push. Oh, no. Brain Point still out. God damn it. It's an upper body injury. Son of a bitch. I was mm. wrong. But um, I'm hoping... We're third in the Atlantic Division right now at 17, 6, and 4. I'm hoping we can clean that up only because I don't want to be behind your Florida Panthers.
0: Yes. uh, And you may may be getting a little tight here. It's getting a little snug, if you will, Um, after last week's. After last run, last week's run of uh, three straight, we dropped one to the Blues in an overtime game, 4-3, flipping the score they had on the, we had on them. Uh, beat the Coyotes out west. We're on a bit of a road trip. Went to St. Louis, lost, beat the Coyotes, and then lost to the Avs. Uh, Greg's Avs. Greg's, congratulations. Uh, one of their players. Amp. Let me try to say this. Andrew Berk- Berkowski. Berkowski. Bukowski. Uh guy's first career. hat Guy's first career had trick. So shout out to him. Um and now we play those senators at home tonight. So let's try to get that dub at home because we are we have a great home record. I think we're like 14 and oh, 14 and 1, 14 and 1 at home. Um so yeah, we'll get that, and we'll be in prime position. And so yeah.
1: Your Florida Panthers lead the NHL in points. Lead the NHL in points? We Tied with point, the Washington Capitals and the sure. Toronto
0: Maple Leafs. We are. No, 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 no. You got that wrong, buddy. You mean point differential?
1: No, I'm looking at it right now. Points.
0: Oh, points, points, points. I thought you were talking about goals. I was like, yeah, we lead the no, no, no. league in goals. Total points. Only behind Minnesota Wild. Uh, so the top teams in all four divisions are my Florida Panthers, the Capitals, the Minnesota Wild, who. That's wild. And the Anaheim ducks out. Mighty ducks, quack, quack.
1: Away. Ducks fly together.
0: All right. Well, brother, I think it's time for the quick hits, and we got a wild one to discuss. And you'll be surprised how quick and quick May May hits. Quick hit. Alright. All right, gotta Brennan. go quick, quick hits. Gotta go quick. Uh you called this. I did call this, motherfuckers. You called this. But did you see how it happened?
1: Yeah, the red flag. It was kind of, and then the pit, and then the soft tires. It was kind of a mess.
0: It was kind of a shit show. At the last second, the F one in Abu Dhabi, the Grand Prix, Grand Prix. Um, it was Verstappen versus Hamilton. Hamilton was in the lead for pretty much most of the race. Um, Verstappen did a pit. Lewis did not, and then a caution flag came out. Lewis was in the lead. And it's like, all right, we're riding this to the end because that's kind of how this goes until it's cleaned up. You know, you just keep going, and the game is over. And so, pretty much, Lewis would win. There are a couple of car lengths behind each other, and then at the out of nowhere, everyone just well, decides, Then what happened, Joe? F1 then what just happened? randomly decides, like, all right, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a race off. Yep. Wait, what? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a race off. Yep. Just as you are right now, for gets to go gets the. What did they clear out all the other cars basically
1: yeah I think that's pretty much how it worked so
0: because Verstappen wasn't right behind Hamilton at that point and then he was and then he was and then he was just allowed to be they just got rid of all the other cars on the track and then it was just a 1v1 Verstappen had newer tires and he was able to take the lead and win the Grand Prix
1: yeah I think it was a big deal because they were tied for points going into this uh, Verstappen I believe it was Verstappen who could have if Hamilton would have wrecked or finished out of first place, it was over for mm-hmm. wins it. So I think because of everything that was on the line and the fact that they were so close, literally tied down to the 0.5 yeah. in points. So I think that's why uh, F1 decided to do this, but I was right, which is all I care about. Bam, baby. Good job by you. Um,
0: Brett, I just want to point this out you. to you. Uh, there's some parody going on in college basketball.
1: Yeah. If I have to watch PTI one more time and the A block, one of the A block stories is about like so-and-so beat number one or number three or number four, I'm going to lose it. What it's is happening? It's insane.
0: Joe? There's been, I think it's, we're four weeks in, and there's been four different number ones. Nobody is repeated as number one. Kentucky went down to Notre Dame the other day and games that in my WhatsApp group, they were calling a lock for Kentucky. Um, it's It's been all up and down. And on the women's side, um, I mean, South Carolina, shout out the Don Staley and them girls, uh, still number one. But UConn is at its position since 2007. They've dropped to the eighth spot in the in the in the rankings. It's Joe, insane. I know I say this
1: every week, but it's why we play the game. It's insane, Brennan. Who would have thought? Not me. Not you. Who would have thought it?
0: Who not me? Um, last but not least, Tiger is, uh, he's been making the round lately. He had his hero world champion, uh, tournament that he hosts, uh, once say like two weeks ago now. Um, and he just committed last week to play in the PNC with his son, Charlie. Um, are you excited to see Tiger out there?
1: Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm, uh, ah, you bloated me up. I'm less excited to see Tiger. I'm more excited to see Tiger Woods play with his son.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Very excited. What, you don't feel the same way? I I of course I do. Come on. Come I mean, on. I know you have mixed feelings about that whole thing.
0: My my only entry in the golf is Tiger Woods. Um Yep so yeah uh, excited to see him out there excited to see what his son looks like his son I believe is like 12 years old 11 years old and uh, last yeah, we year we saw
1: him swinging the club uh, I was last year yeah life. he
0: looked fucking he looked like a carbon copy he looked like a th- 3D printed version of uh, Tiger So
1: just um, ran out of some of that uh, toner in the 3D printer you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know what I'm saying
0: alright like Brendan said sometimes comedy you, you probably shouldn't say it <laughs>
1: I was making a joke because his oh, mom got is joked. Nordic and Oh, so
0: on the walk-offs uh,
2: I think I just said
0: Brandon, <laughs> Brennan goes first <laughs> 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 Yeah, I hosted so one. that means that Brennan goes first. So Brennan, whenever you <laughs> decide to stop <laughs> laughing <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whenever you decide to know. stop laughing And uh, uh, The printers use toner Oh, God, oh, classic look at that Classic. Oh man. Anyway, I'm pulling it up right now. I need so, ink, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> My walk off is called. Need some science. saying. There's a chance. I was gonna do a super sad, depressing walk off on the mary's Thomas and the uh, low uh, life expectancy of former NFL players and football players in general, but I decided to keep it a little happier. So you're saying there's a chance in the upcoming college football playoff, we will see something many fans have been looking forward to since the inception of the college football playoff, a perennial powerhouse from the SEC, taking on a deserving little guy from a group of five school. I am not sure how to feel about this. As someone who played at a group of five school, I would love to see Cincinnati beat Alabama. But because I played at a smaller D1 school, I also had my fair share of ass kickings from the big boys in season. I would like to think D1 is D1, but that simply isn't true. Why would it? Why would the NCAA have four different divisions, but then at the tippity top, split it into three, the power five, the group of five? And oh, yeah, don't forget the FCS, formerly Division One AA. Even crazier is the fact that in the past, before the playoffs, BP era, if a team scheduled a tough enough out of conference schedule, they could make the national championship game because it was done with the help of a computer back in the BCS days, crunching all the numbers. Now, with a 13 person committee, there's very much bias. The committee has openly admitted to the baseline of what they are looking for, that the baseline of what they're looking for changes week to week depending on the outcome. One week, its head-to-heads matter the most. The next week, its conference championships matter the most. A week after that, its injuries are actually considered into why teams lost. It is ever-changing and evolving, but that is by design. So they're never trapped into one specific outcome or another. That is the reason we haven't seen a group of five team in the playoffs since the inception. The committee kept coming up with different and ever-changing standards to keep out the group of five, like UCF a few years ago when they went undefeated. But they had no choice this year. Cincinnati went undefeated last year, barely lost to a Georgia team in the bowl game, and then went undefeated again, and still almost got left out. But here's the kicker. It would have been the right move. I love an underdog, and I want to see Cincinnati win. But the one thing I learned when I played college football in a group of five school is that Power Five are no joke. They are such heavy favorites because Vegas puts on paper what we're all thinking in the back of our heads. Wow. This smaller school seems really outmatched this week. I'm happy since he got in, and I want them to beat Bama, but this is real life, and real life is no fairy tale. That was good. But you're saying there's a chance.
0: <laughs> Say saying there's a chance. So, my walk-off is not written. It's going to be freestyled. It uh, was bore out of uh, a text my brother sent me, and it made me very upset. Um, he did a similar, similar thing to what Brennan did a couple weeks ago that I told Brennan not to do, and it, it kind of sparked uh a, a fire in me. Um so I told I? this, I, I hate them. So uh, <laughs> if, you, if you if you remember a couple of weeks back, Brennan um uh, brought up, you know, the great the great season that uh, Micah Parsons is having. And um I I said, Brennan, I, I know, I, I knew this kid would be really, really good. Uh and my brother out of the blues just texted me, man, Micah Parsons having <laughs> a heck of a season. And I was like, you know what? He is. You know who saw that? This guy. You know, and then and then it led me down a rabbit hole, Brennan. Because last year, I don't know if you remember going into that draft, I said, really would like T. Higgins. I really think the Eagles should go after T Higgins I really think that kid is going to be really good coming out of Clemson big long tall receiver kind of duplicate um, what we had with uh, my guy uh, Alshon Jeffries you know and we picked up Galen Rieger from TCU (laughs) follow me here (laughs) T Higgins in his two year career only 11 games played this season so far 124 receptions Jalen Rieger, 57. (laughs) T. Higgins, 1,720 yards, averaging 13.9 a catch, a reception, if you will. Jalen Rieger, 604 yards, 10.6 a reception. Jalen Rieger has all of not one, not two, but three touchdowns. T. Higgins, ten. Ooh, I I hate them so much. <laughs> and then you know the guy I only wanted this year, uh, Micah Parsons. You've been playing all over the field. Let's not let's not eschew that. Twelve sacks on the season. Twelve sacks on the season. I'm going to look up, you know what, folks? Follow me here. I'm going to see how many sacks the Eagles have as a team this year. Let's do that. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. Mm. This isn't looking good, Bryn. Mm -mm. 21 sacks as a team. So he has half, he has more than half, Wait, am I getting this wrong?
1: No, that's right.
0: He has half, more more than than half half of our whole entire team together. That's not even just breaking down the linebacking position because I don't even want to do
1: that. Don't forget, uh, Dallas' best pass rushers have not played a game together since week one, so they're all back now. This was the
0: first game they were basically back. Uh, Three forced fumbles on his own. Uh, 75 combined tackles. He'd be... Pretty sure he'd be the leading tackler for our team. He would definitely be leaps and bound leading tackler on our team. Force fumbled. He has more than our. He has, He would have the most on our team. Uh. So, yeah. Yeah, Rick. I know Micah Parsons is having a really <laughs> good fucking rookie season. Thanks for reminding me.
1: Oh, man. God, you really don't like that Micah Parsons thing.
0: <laughs> what? The the bigger issue is that okay, I can understand not getting them. To then trade with the Cowboys.
1: No, 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 no. I don't understand. You can't say I understand not get I don't understand not getting
0: it. I don't understand not getting them. I don't. But Devontae Smith is playing very well. So I can kinda get it. I can kinda get it. You can kinda sell me on it. But my bigger issue is making the trade with the Cowboys to then get the linebacker that is going to terrorize us for the next 10 plus years. And Giving it was crazy too, because the there, Cowboys
1: defense was garbage last year. And now it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's
0: not, it's not so great. Diggs,
1: it's formidable. I wanted to ask you this. I know that this is um, kind of out of order and this is weird, but just throwing it in here last minute, I heard a stat on Diggs. uh, the last corner, corner for the Cowboys on PFF. Do you think it's in? Do you? How do you feel about the fact that he is a ball hawk when it comes to getting interceptions? But he also, because he's so adamant about trying to get the interception, he gives up huge plays. It's consistently. a risk
0: reward system. He lives on a risk okay. reward system. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. He, he he literally graded like the worst corner on PFF because he gives up the most yards to receivers, and it's like, because he's had a lot too. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. It's a risk when he gets reward. those picks, man. That's that's nah. it's it, it's
0: all for that. So um, you'd yeah. love to have a shutdown. Now the question is, do you want that kind of ball hawk? Who I mean, you're gonna max out at ten picks a, at the ceiling. It's gonna be ten picks in a season. Um, yeah, ten
1: to twelve max.
0: Max. So do you want to give up that, or do you want to shut down corner like a Jalen
1: Ramsey? That's what I was just gonna bring up. So and that's the thing too is they don't throw. I mean, eventually you want to be so good at getting interceptions that they just stop throwing just you your way, you. which, <laughs> yeah, which makes you a shutdown corner, but not for the reasons Jalen is. It makes you a shutdown corner. So when I was a freshman, we had this guy, Tavius Polo, who made a freshman All-American because we had a senior standout corner on the other side. So they mm-hmm. would just throw to the freshman side. So we ended up with like eight picks Yeah, and everyone's like oh, he's going to be so good. He's like he's like ball hawking. He's shut down. No, no, he's good, had but so it, many
0: opportunities.
1: <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, he was good, but he wasn't like, he was a freshman All-American because they kept throwing it to him and he just kept picking it off because they refused to go to the other side. So that's, yeah, a, that's uh, a very similar.
0: Uh, similar to that, Dominic Foxworth, who works for ESPN, talked about a similar thing where um, when he got to Maryland, there was a senior corner. There were a couple I, yeah, corners ahead of him and yeah. There are a couple corners ahead of him. One goes down. He plays against Florida State, and they just keep attacking him because they're not going to attack the other guy. He has a good game, and then he, same, same thing, has like a freshman standout, and he's like, it's just because they didn't want to throw it to the other yeah. side. They thought they were going to pick on me, and I was good enough yep. to get a couple of receptions.
1: <laughs> and that's all it takes, and then all of a sudden everyone, because two picks in a game is good. It's, it's really insane. good. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, who's this guy? Ball Hawk, Deion Sanders, 2.0. And it's like, no, they just, if you're going to throw it to me 15 times, I'm going to catch two of them. I mean, yeah. Jesus. All right. on to the press conference.
2: And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety.
1: Brennan, where can we find you? All right. So at Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Brennan dot I got some upcoming dates in New York city. I'm um, going to do some shows with the hell. Yeah. Comedy boys. Uh, they produce a bunch of shows around town. I uh, see. So I will put those dates up on my website as soon as I get uh, finalization from them and check out my other uh, podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I am sober now, but I do a podcast where I hang out with people, comics, actors, musicians. We reminisce about crazy drinking stories, drug stories, getting in trouble stories, I just had um, Oscar Aiden, paid regular um, at The Stand, Broadway Comedy Club, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. He just came on the show, told a crazy story about how he basically overdosed, and then that got him sober for over 10 years. So that that was a great episode. Check it out. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy.
0: Alright, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. Again, that's Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can head over to my website, JoeDorville.com. There you'll find my music under the moniker headphone Joe No O oh, no E. Check out TV season one and two. And you can check out my merch store where you can buy some of that TV merch, people. Um yeah, don't forget to check out the a new low.co website um, where we host a bunch of shows including 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 the new low and cheers and cheers from the press box, obviously. And who does a podcast and misbehavior journal club? Uh all right, Brennan, get me out of here so I can stew about you know other draft picks that we should have got.
1: This is why we play the game. Hello. Hello shout out to Marius Thomas.